that's one thing I've noticed about American people in general. You're much more willing to mix things, like things that don't generally go together. I noticed this about my dad. I noticed this about American friends we've had staying with us. You'll just get stuff and throw it together and see what happens. Whereas I feel like we in Australia, perhaps it's the British heritage, we're much more, we follow the rules. You know, the rules are that you don't mix vanilla essence with Coke. There's no there's no proper way to do that. So you don't do it. Keep them apart. Whereas Americans are just like, ah, oh, let's just throw a bit of this in. And what about a bit of this? And let's see how it turns out. I think you might be right, Andrew, because, I mean, you like scones, right? Yeah. And when I'm talking about scones to all American listeners, I'm not talking about whatever pancake things you have. or what it, I'm talking about the, the little British things that you cut in half and put jam and cream on. Andrew, would you ever put anything other than jam and or cream on a scone? Goodness, no. There you go. Now, I can imagine in the US the fact that they've already called something else a scone and then put other things on it. I don't denigrate that at all. I say kudos to you, creativity, just make it happen. But I think that speaks to the spirit you're talking about, Andrew. Yeah, I think that- Rules versus experimentation. They would put peanut butter and chocolate on that within five minutes of being provided. Rules are meant to be burned to the ground, okay? And that's why we're still a constitutional monarchy and you are not. Now, we were talking about stickers briefly um, before we started. Uh, Andrew, you've got something in here about stickers on guitars. Is this like sticker cross mayonnaise? Yes. You may remember in our last episode, we were talking about my two cool nephew. I keep calling him my cousin, but he's my nephew. I always get that mixed up because he's older. So I think of him more as a cousin than a nephew. But he is, in fact, my nephew. He is cool. And we talked about whacking stickers on mayonnaise guitars um, or guitar cases. In the intervening two weeks, I have spoken to Alex. I met with him face-to-face. He was very patient. I actually stood him up for 45 minutes when I was meant to meet him. He hung around. It was very kind of him. Um, we were trying to use Signal, and I think uh, for whatever reason, Signal messaging wasn't getting through to me. So I blame Signal to, for not knowing that he was there waiting. It's all that encryption. It just it's got to get through it. Exactly. I think I was connected to a hotel Wi-Fi network, and I think the hotel Wi-Fi was blocking the signal. Signal. Anyway, mystery for another day. But I caught up with Alex, and he brought up the fact that he had listened to the last episode because he was mentioned and because he'd provided our theme music. So it was important that he listened. Um, he's now an honorary citizen of our podcast. He told me that. We had talked about putting stickers on guitars. He said, no way would I ever put a sticker on my mayonnaise guitar because it is too expensive. Now, that's, I mean, yeah, the stickers are too expensive for the guitar. You know, they're just too good. You wouldn't want to ruin a sticker with that guitar. Oh, oh, I totally miss, I had that backwards. Well, that's how I interpreted. He was saying the guitar was too expensive. Well, I, I don't really know, but that's how I interpreted it, that our stickers were that price you know that that special that you wouldn't ruin it you wouldn't ruin them with a guitar they are printed with gold so i i can understand that so yeah so that's the feedback on that one but he did say that he would be more than happy to whack a few of them on a guitar case and he said if i could be provided with some i would whack them on my guitar case so we the gauntlet has been thrown down i think whether he knows it or not 
we need to get a hemispheric view sticker on a mayonnaise guitar case. What do you think, boys? We had a sticker giveaway. So there are actually potentially people out there that have mayonnaise guitars with stickers on them. But I just want to say thank you to all the people that played the game, which was not really a game at all, uh, and got stickers. If you didn't get it yet, you probably live outside the United States, and it'll be there shortly. I don't know, probably a couple of weeks-ish to get there. But uh, yeah, they're all mailed out and in the mail, and if you don't have it yet, you will have it soon. You have a Haywell blog? No, absolutely not. Oh, okay. Right. It just seems to be the, the, the method of communication lately. So I thought I would jump in too. Yeah. But no, I don't have one. You do though. Hey, World blog? For the second time. No, nah, I don't have a Hey, World blog because I'm still on the freeloader plan, trialing it for a couple of weeks. Um, oh, is that not a, you can't, you, you don't can't get trial. That, you don't get uh, that until you pay them some money. Yeah. So I've just, um, I, I've been to all this talk on micro.blog about Hey email um i tried it when it first came out um and really gave it a red hot go and then i to the i decided it wasn't for me and i even wrote a massive blog post explaining how you can replicate the hay.com features with mail or like fast mail in my case and a clever combination of um sanebox and if you're really clever, using MailMate and some smart mailbox rules so to basically replicate the entire experience. That blog post has been really good. <laughs> it's probably been my most popular. I don't have stats tracking on it, but I, I just get a sense that um, it's been like the most popular thing I've ever written. So that's quite fun. I've seen other people talk about it that aren't even affiliated with you in any way. So it, it, it definitely got some traction. But nevertheless, I tried, I've been trying Hay again because there's been so much talk about it that I thought maybe maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I need to go back and give it another crack. And, and it's kind of fun and it's an exciting approach to email. Uh, I've still got a little bit of time on my trial, but uh, it's not. I've got 10 days left on my trial. It's encouraging. Just me to, remember, there will always be another trial for you in the future. That's right. And I feel like, I get what it's trying to do, but it's a pain in the butt. Like I'm constantly having to like screen people. And I know that that's meant to like go down over time as you screen all the people, but it doesn't work well with mailing lists, for instance. So you get a different person writing in a mailing list. And so they get, you have to screen them individually each time. So it's, so it's more work than, yeah, and just to move around, like to get to the next email. Maybe there's a keyboard shortcut that I haven't really discovered yet, but I feel like I'm having to go back to the main inbox view, inbox view and then look at another mail. There must be like JK keys or something, which I haven't discovered yet. But it just seems cumbersome. As pretty as it is, it's just, and, and it's like 100 bucks a year, which is about twice as much as I pay for fast mail. And I've got free sandbox for a long time. So I don't see how it stacks up. So does this really fall into your uh, hatred for default apps? Like you just couldn't use mail? You feel sickened, a little bit, you know, repulsed by the thought of it? I feel too normal if I use a a default app. I'm better than that. So Mm. you don't want to be mainstream. 
You want to be. So you're a male hipster. I'm a clever, a clever Mac user, and I don't want to just use what everybody else uses. I want to use the power user tool. So you want to walk into your, let's just imagine your mail app is a cafe. You want to see those like long white rectangular subway tiles along the back with that sort of everything served on a wooden board. That's what you want. Yeah. 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 All right. I don't want to go and just get like McDonald's for lunch. He doesn't want to use McCafe mail. So that's email apps. And the other thing I'll say about email apps is on iOS there is still not a good email app. The closest I've got is in terms of power is one called Preside. It's ridiculously powerful and it is ridiculously ugly. I was um, going to say, I bet it looks really good. Given it looks <laughs> horrible. But you can do anything with it. It's like MailMate for iOS, but it looks disgusting and you'll get lost in the preferences menus because you go six layers deep and you're like, what even was I configuring? I can't remember. And now I need to go back out. But then you, you go all the way back out. And you're like, where was I? You can't find where you just were. It's a terrible app, but it's amazingly powerful. There is nothing. I just feel it. I was going to say, it sounds like it has just square buttons with no rounding and no depth perception on the button. So it's all just flat squares. Oh, so That's what it used sounds it. like. You've used yeah, it. No one's actually presiding over the design. You've like. totally used it. You've just described that app. Like, I want to show you a screenshot of this app now because you've nailed it. Can you include a shot in the uh, in the show notes, Andrew? I'd be I curious think I, to see it. I think I can. Yes. Um, yeah, but on iOS, it's a it's a wasteland. The Fastmail web app, or not, but it's it's a it's a container. It's an app, but it's really just their web page. Is the best mail app on iOS. So I was just going to say, but it takes forever to load because it's kind of like loading a web. Instance oh, so it's like using time. Hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, so. the modern approach. Hmm. I was just going to say, when it comes to iOS and mail, uh, not just the mail app, but other ones that I've tried as well, some for work, some at a personal interest, whatever, I can't wrap my head around different takes on conversation views. Mm. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like emails worked for a while. And yes, they were cumbersome. It's not quite as fast as darting backwards and forwards or to and fro with messaging, but you get it. And then suddenly let's smoosh it all this way. And then it's all in here. But then they're separate and then you search it and then I don't know which message is which. And then, oh, you just keep going down. Follow the color code. I have no idea what is going on. And if I can turn off conversation views, I will. Or am I just stupid? No. Amen, brother. Because it's, yeah, you've nailed it. How do you know which message you're dealing with? And then if I delete, am I deleting the entire conversation or just that message? Or if I move it to a folder, am I moving the whole conversation or just... What am I working on here? Yeah, I'm the same way. It's stupid. You lose your sense of place and the chronology. It's like, you know what? It was just easier when they were separate. I, at least I know which stage in the history I'm looking at. So, okay, I'm, I'm encouraged that uh, I'm not the only one and that the search continues. I mean, for both of you, because it sounds like, I mean, I use email and we all have to deal with it, but I don't know if I have quite the same enthusiasm or passion as you two do with this. What would be the one thing for each of you that you would absolutely love as the top feature that's missing or needs to be improved in a mail app on the Mac or iPhone. I don't think I care about email that much, actually. I think it's more that the <laughs> the problem is just that everything surrounding email is wrong. And it's the one place where you go where you never get what you actually want. 
because you don't get to pick what's in there. So like an RSS app, I picked everything that goes in there, but email you don't. And that's just, that's email. So I don't, I feel like the quest for the perfect email app is literally not using email because email is the problem, not the interface to it. I, I guess my killer feature is just don't look ugly and give me a, a, a reasonable way to move things around. That's about it. <laughs> not looking for too much here. Yeah, not moving equals delete. Yeah, not moving from from spam to the inbox and having it be gone forever. That's a, that's a high high feature request for me. Um, but yeah, that's there's not really a lot that. There's not really a lot that an app, I think, can do for email. I think really what everyone wants is email to be something different, which like, you know, it was, oh, Slack changes email. No, it didn't. But, you know, email's still there. So that didn't work. Now you just have a a different mechanism for it. I'm just sick of email just being lists of stuff. And I think that's what I was looking for with Hey, was just give me something more engaging to deal with yeah um make me feel like i'm talking to a bit like what jason said what make me feel like i'm communicating with a person not just acting on another list you know here's the to the from the subject list 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 and then you you're nesty and you folders more lists and it's just like it's just lists upon lists of just blur text that all looks the same and that's why i'm excited about this big mail thing if it ever comes out, because it seems like they're trying to do something along those lines where they're going to try and use machine learning to uh, figure out what's a newsletter and all that kind of thing and present those as web pages rather than emails and present personal correspondence as more like a letter to a friend kind of thing. That's kind of what I want. I just want email to be engaging and fun rather than just blood is the is the is the fast mail app on your phone slash main screen like is that where you go for mail on your phone it's a nice segue to our home screens conversation yes i've been looking forward to this i think there's much to discuss now just to be clear listeners you will be able to find these images uh linked in the show notes so if you want to you know look and and comment to yourself and then even tweet or get in touch with us in the public discord or micro.blog with your own thoughts. That would be much appreciated. Also, we you know obviously welcome other people's home screens as well, right? My home, my home screen. First of all, I have to say I am entirely unhappy with my home screen, but I have been entirely unhappy with it for about, oh, when did iOS 14 come out? Because that's how long I've been unhappy with it. Oh boy. Wow, uh, first big first big sir now iOS 14. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Can we get Johnny Ive back on the team please? Um I I don't know, I'm trying to figure out these widgets. I'm trying to find a way to make them work for me. This home screen is kind of widget heavy because it's actually entirely widgets. So I've got a drafts widget which I don't really need and I need to change that because I've actually enabled double back tap on my phone to create a new draft using the accessibility features, which is kind of annoying in itself because you would be surprised the amount of times you accidentally double back, double back tap your phone to create a new draft. So I don't know why. You even say double back tap. Exactly. With a twist <laughs> of lemon. <laughs> so drafts is there, but it probably shouldn't be. 
but I'm also trying to remind myself that I pay for this app and I want to use it. And, and it is a really useful way to get stuff started, but I don't use it as much as the nerds make out that I should. So it's kind of like a um, a reminder. I have the weather, the weather there as well. I've been playing with that, tried carrot weather for a little while. I don't know why I need the weather because it's always the same in Perth and I've got it on my watch and it's, it's kind of unnecessary, but it is a bit of a it's a bit of a humble brag because look at that thirty one degrees, mostly sunny, love twenty two, high of thirty three Celsius. Beautiful day, and it's always the same. So it's always guaranteed to be exactly thirty one degrees, even with a high of thirty three that you don't reach. Yeah, thereabouts. At least for six months of the year. Um. So look, that's not great either. But I, I don't know what I'm doing. Then I've got Fantastical, um, showing me my day. That is actually quite useful, because but then it has a replication of the weather, so that's stupid. And then I have Pocket Casts as a widget, just because I use uh, Pocket. Probably that's my most used app, so I just wanted a big touch target for it. That's kind of why it's there. But then I forget that it's there, and I go searching for the app icon anyway, because I forget. Then what you'll see underneath that is a bunch of icons that look like I've cleverly placed icons there. That's not it. That is one of those Siri suggestion areas. That's another widget where I am relying on machine learning of my iPhone to just put there what I need at any particular time. Is it really? Wait, the the bottom eight icons are a widget? They're a widget. Why don't they have a name? They just don't. They're just like... So, I'm curious. So I never know what's going to be there. But I don't even know what that widget's called. <laughs> so That's, often wow. it's actually correct. I'm 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 shook by this, Andrew. Uh, oh, Siri suggestions, app suggestions. Wow. Yeah. I thought it would put a border around it though. I'm quite I know, and that's the tricky thing. So it looks like you've carefully placed your icons. But I have wow. not. That is Does that just confuse the hell out of you though? Because you <laughs> never know what's gonna be there? It makes it fun. <laughs> <laughs> just like a, it's like a big hat full of apps and every day you just kind of reach your hand in there and grab out eight and hope that they're good ones but it I changes through this. the day like and if i I'd, if i change oh, my wi-fi network it'll change or if i'm in a particular location like the transperth icon was there because i think it was you know i'd i'd gotten home from school pickup or something i'd use the bus oh. um chess is there because i've been playing an awful lot of chess with my brother and losing this changes literally everything in what I was going to ask, because now I don't know what's real anymore. <laughs> well, what's real is the the bottom, the dock. Wait, so the wait, dock. hold on. Don't say the names of the apps because I have questions. Okay, okay. But go ahead. That's it. And I've got, that's my homepage. My second page has a bunch of other icons, which almost functions as a homepage. And if I just want actual icons um, and that's it. Wow. Yeah, that that's very, very interesting. Because one of my questions was, wow, you almost have all widgets on your home screen. You're really into widgets. Turns out it is all widgets and it just was disguised. But ironically, I, I don't really like widgets. <laughs> no, no, look, I'm, I'm, I'm moving beyond the Andy nickname to tease you. I think we just have to call you Dashboard from now on. <laughs> that's arguably better. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to just ask, because you were going to go through the bottom row dock thing. What is the name of the little asteroid shooting game? 
Is it money related? Can I guess that? Is it money related? That is definitely money related. You're talking about the the Y that looks like a tree? No, no, not YNAB. I know that one. Oh, okay. The the one that looks like a little asteroid in a a crosshair is like you're going to shoot it out of space. Oh, that is... (laughs) That is hilarious. Would you like to guess what that is? It's not an asteroid. It uh, concerns something that was once a colony. But what? Like, why? Why is it in your dock? What is? What is going on with this? That it's so important to be in the dock, Jason. It's something, Jason. Yeah, have you ahead. heard of a little thing called COVID nineteen? Oh, is it a COVID finder? You can scan people to see if they have COVID. <laughs> I wish. At the moment, at the moment, anywhere you go in Western Australia, you go into any public location like or a shop or anything, they'll have a QR code at the door and you're requested mm-hmm. to scan the QR code so that if they need to do contact oh, tracing. This is that tra- oh, the tracing thing that never happened anywhere. Same in New South Wales. We have the same thing with our own equivalent state government app, Works a Treat. So it's it's kind of like using using um, a state sponsored 1984 version of like Foursquare. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they chose an icon that makes it look like you've got missiles targeting the Western Australian state. Yeah, that asteroid is Western Australia. That is. I thought I thought it way. might be, but I couldn't figure out why you'd be shooting it slash scanning it. But that makes sense now. It's a bit of a Big Brother icon, isn't it? It's yeah. It. Mm-hmm. Right. Now I have a question for you. Um, We've already discovered that you are Mr. Dashboard Widget and you're living a a very precarious life. Very It's unpredictable. I'm not coping myself, but there's not, you know, whatever (laughs) suits you. You wouldn't have picked it from me, would you? You No, I'm thinking he's got a spreadsheet for everything, but he's living in the, he's just thrown himself in the deep end widget wise. Who knows what's going on? Apple knows best. God. I'm curious to know not only about your color aesthetic, like your love for gray, but I wanted to know, is it an accidental inclusion to have that foliage in the right-hand side? That was a a photo that I took of our front yard, I think it is. Front yard or backyard? It was one of our yards. And there's just, yeah, there's a little tree at the bottom and a little tree on the side. I just took the photo one day and then I was looking for some sort of non-offensive image. That I thought, ah, that'll do. I know that foliage is there and it, does kind of annoy me, but not quite enough to do something about it. Now, we need to know, because um, Jason brought this up, how many apps do you have on your phone? I'm assuming you've gone to settings, you've checked general and about. This oh, is where on. we're looking. Hang on. I'm going to go get my phone off the charger. Be right back. Oh. Off the charger? You know what I thought he was going to say, Jason? I thought he was going to say, let me just go and check the printout of the spreadsheet that I've stuck on my yeah. wall. I but. thought maybe he just had like a running, like like a digital whiteboard in the kitchen that just has a, a constant tracking chart. <laughs> that is too funny. Killing me. Welcome back. You checked your uh, you checked your printout of how many apps you have. Applications. Oh, 169. Jeez. Wow. That's how do you like, feel about that number? Are you all right with that? That's way higher than if you'd asked me. Are we sure that's correct? 169? My goodness. That's ridiculous. So right here, you're looking at the home screen for an iPhone 12 mini for any sense of scale uh, compared to the 10R. As you can see, there are no widgets. I do have widgets. They're in the, what is traditionally now called the today widget area, whatever where you can have it to the left of the home screen. To the right, there are other apps which are more work related. So really, the one 
home screen that you're looking at is the collection of apps that I deem either personally important, the ones that I use the most, or the ones that I find aesthetically pleasing as icons. Uh, There aren't really any folders or anything, but I've tried to generally categorize them in rows in the way that I think that they might be related. So you can see there's obviously like a chat or social function on the bottom row. There are news or writing things, mostly camera on one row, but maps is a bit of an outlier there. Things to do with time and then up the top things that have to do with words or knowledge or whatever. Down the bottom, they're just the ones that I use the most. And I find myself obviously often listening to a lot of music and podcasts and so on. So that's why they're there. That's my general statement. Fire away. That does not sound like machine learning at all. No. Or actually, actually, it does sound like machine learning, but the machine learning that everybody thinks machine learning is actually doing by doing things that make sense instead of just here's eight random apps in a box that I'm going to disappear the border. But that's fantastic. I guess my first question for you would be how much is the in-app purchase to get the other half of your clock back? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm willing to donate to that. (laughs) I have thought about that icon. Um, I mean, I'm willing to accept it because of the international uh, aspect to it. In fact, I pretty much have that app because of you two. Because I I don't know how you of all people can see that and just not go cross-eyed because that's just it's very offensive it's bad i'm sorry it's really bad (laughs) it's like they forgot it's like they've got the the um the guidelines for an for an app an icon template but they just forgot to fill it in i've been willing to forgive it just because the utility is so good i have the equivalent mac app and i use it for uh obviously you know Checking. I mean, it's a really good time zone slider app. Have either of you heard of it or used it before? No. Mm-hmm. So I have all the different time zones that are important for me. So it might be you two, or occasionally I've followed stuff from overseas. And the great thing is that with your own time zone there, you can move the slider and it will just click, like go through a flicker of all the times and adjust it in real time to show you what time it will be on any given day anywhere else in the world relative to your own. So it, I, I think it's a really cool little utility. But uh, yeah. What is it trying to visually represent with half of it being missing? Is that some like feature that it has? I think they're supposed to be like longitude and latitude of the world. But, but like the clock, why is the half? Oh, so it's just a, it's a half clock, half world thing. I think that's the idea. Oh, yes. uh, okay. It looks more like, yeah, like the other half of the app didn't get built. Like the skin didn't get put on the yeah. frame. Yeah, it's like half a Death Star or something. Yeah, yeah okay. Didn't finish it. And why am I trying to, I'm trying to search it up on the app stores thing. I type the clock. Do you think it comes up? No, it doesn't. I find that hard to believe that you can't find something in the, in the best uh, search implementation ever created. No, I just found it. It's the clock by scenes because yeah, 599. What is you talk is what I'm. Oh, you talk. That is actually a language app similar to Duolingo, but it's more of a flashcard thing. Got it. Okay. But it just has options that Duolingo doesn't. Um, You said the third row uh, from the bottom was writing slash content. So that changes everything for me because I assumed that the DW app was some sort of transit related app because it looks like a transit logo to me. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm the only one out of the loop. So what, what's a, what's a DW? 
Andrew, go for it. Deutsche Welle. Richtig. Well done. It's German news. Okay. Got it. Got it. It's like their, uh, I might be getting the financing wrong or something, but it's like their state-sponsored or national broadcaster slash content provider, which has uh, translations internationally. It's like an international news service based in and mostly about Germany. Mm, okay. So it's not like Inkle. No. Andrew okay. can tell you about that. You're an Inkle guy, aren't you, Andrew? He's, well, he's big into Inkle. For the last two days, I've been big into Inkle. He'll be in the ankle for the next uh, three and a half days until the trial runs out. So there's no widgets. You're a widget hater. We know that. I don't Um, like them. No, not on the home screen. You also only... tried them, but I don't like them. You also only have two dots, meaning you either only have like 18 apps installed or you use the junk drawer as well. I'm assuming Mm -hmm. you use the junk drawer. When you say the junk drawer, you mean the app library? Yes. I also... Yes, I do, but I... Well, actually, no, I use Spotlight more. I, I've, I don't like the app library very much at all. Hmm. I, think it's, uh, I think the concept is a good one for people who, you know, just want a fun way of checking out icons in any random order. Uh, but, yeah, I find the alphabetical list thing is fine. Spotlight's good. But, yeah, the second page uh, is really a bunch of stuff that I use for work, which I want to be accessible, but aren't necessarily things that I would personally choose to dip in all I like the list in the drawer, the where yeah. you pull down and then you get the little search, and then I think that's quite nice. I, the The bubble categories now it's just it's it's the reverse problem because we used to have folders every you know hundred pages of folders that I would have to make that never made any sense, and now I just have the same thing, but I don't even get to say what they're called and, or even what where an app goes, which is weird. And then your wallpaper, it looks like it's an old mac wallpaper is that just a inspired by kind of wallpaper or is that actually an old mac wallpaper from some os excellent question um i might be mispronouncing the name because it is a french one but there's actually a wallpaper package called it's spelt like aquax or something but i think it's french it's like aqua or however you would say it and someone went to the effort of updating in higher resolution the old aqua wallpaper design in various different tints and colors light and dark mode and it also comes with a plug-in if i've used the correct term for how it works for a system preferences desktop pane where you can have gradually shifting gradients of colors based on those linking with light and dark mode so i just took the mobile version and made it match my blue iPhone 12 mini because I like the blue all around. Yeah, I've just got two questions because Jason's done a good job. But why do you have the camera icon there when there's so many other ways to access the camera? Excellent question. Okay, so generally I will go to the camera from the lock screen, right? That's what happens. Whether I'm swiping to scan a QR code to open Service New South Wales for my COVID safe check-in, or I'm taking a photo or video, that's normally how I enter the thing. However, I used to have the camera app icon removed and maybe it was the muscle memory of doing all of the tapping of the camera icon before that swipe feature came in even years ago. I found myself annoyed that something as frequently used as the camera wasn't just sitting on the home screen. So I like just having it there. And on top of that, I occasionally do use what was once a force press but now the long press to jump into a particular mode. So I just like having it there and it feels like it has a nice little home next to the photos icon. One other question. Why do you not have a full use of your icon rows? You got that blank one just sitting there. Um, 
Great question. I did for years. Uh, when iPhone screens became taller, so what we're talking, I think, iPhone 6 onwards, right? So I had 3G, 4, and 5. They had full icons. 6 came in. I continued that habit. But over time, and then particularly switching to the 7 Plus after that, I found it too visually busy. To me, I lost the concept of the dock at the bottom as this permanent hub for the the most used or the preferred apps. So that gap just feels a little bit cleaner to me. It's just more of a an anal retentive thing, I think. You need more widgets. No. Widgets wi- widgets to me, I'm not... I, here's the thing. I find widgets quite aesthetically pleasing. Like looking at... I mean, I'm not going to ruin Jason's, but looking at each of your respective home screens, I think they look great. You know, you can nitpick about colours or personal preferences amongst any, you know, users, but... I find the fact that they rotate and change things to be annoying, not because it's like, oh, I can't find things or I'm a little bit panicked or anxious about where things are, but I just want to open it and see that's where my app icon is. And I find writing on widgets, whether it's a calendar thing or weather update or podcast or whatever, I find it visually distracting. It's the same reason that my watch face is entirely blank, but for analog arms and the date. Um Seriously, I've I've tried every single watch face and I find all of them visually disappointing or distracting uh, to the point that I just purge it of everything unnecessary. So this is why you see a very stock standard layout a la, you know, iOS or iPhone OS 1. Quick side tangent on the watch. Do you use list view or that weird bubble view? List. Yeah. I use, I use the... Um, like I said, analog arms only. Sorry, analog hands, not arms. Uh, date. I have uh, my most frequently. <laughs> yeah, Jason's doing funny arms now. Um, I have my most frequently used apps in the dock, which I normally consult, um, and then list view for all the apps. I remember when I first found that on accident years ago, and it was just, it was one of the happiest watchOS days ever that 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 existed because that bubble thing, that's useful at zero. Does it look visually interesting? Sure. But- nice animations, but no, not practical. Okay. I've currently right. got the bubbles. I, I used to have list. But I that just- sounds like something a machine learning guy would do. I, He'd use the I bubbles. Mix it up, but it is a pain because I can never find anything. I might have to actually include this in the show notes. I'll send you both a picture. One day I had the perfect number of apps in that bubble view, right, to make the big X, like the Roman numeral 10. And that was what I had as my app layout. I made a gigantic Roman numeral 10. Wow. I had time back then. That's committed. Yeah, I was going to say that was, you really had a lot going on back then. (laughs) (laughs) And you can be sure I showed Natasha and she went, congratulations. (laughs) Three hours of your life, you're never getting back. (laughs) (laughs) And then he promptly switched to list view. There you go. And it it. probably blows it away, right? If you go back to bubble view, just like go back to the default. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not saving that work you did, no. No, never. <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah, I am so over the app layout of iOS. Um, I, it's you know, it's utility at this point. It it does a thing. It's just so maddening that again, like since iOS one, that it's just top left, fill it in all the way down to bottom right. And that's the only option. I think the widgets are neat. I like them. 
I feel like they take up just so much space that you just can't fit a lot of them, which I feel like that makes them less useful than where I can fit four apps. I can fit one widget, right? So it's like a four to one trade and that really becomes a, a steep price when you're trying to, to lay these things out. But I've got three of them kind of scattered around mostly just to make it a little bit visually different from how it's been for the last 87 years. Um, a lot of stock apps, Andrew. Yeah, it's a lot of stock apps that. in there. Uh, I think Andrew probably thought I got a new phone and just sent him a screenshot of of a phone right out of the box. That's With probably, a app. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, the tips app is right on the next page. Um, yeah, mostly stock stuff. And I think, what is there? One, two, three, four, five. Four or five apps that aren't stock apps, because um, I, I mean, a lot of the stock apps they just they do what I need them to do. So I, I know this is going to be a, a issue for for some, but yeah, do your worst. Uh, it's pretty boring, actually. You would think that I would have some kind of fancy. I think there's plenty to comment on here. <laughs> oh no. Okay. But Andrew can go first because I think he's um like you brought up the stock app situation. Do you want to go for it? Well, yeah, a couple of things. Oh, I'll tip. I hope you didn't forget Robin Buell's birthday. Happy birthday, Robin. The first thing I notice is your dock. Okay. You've got your defaults. You've got mail. You've got Safari. You've got messages. We've seen them all a million times before. You've got craft in there. Are you you've really digging into craft? Are you, are you a paying customer? I am, yeah. I am a heart sh- heart-shaped eyes emoji user. Yeah, and I can tell you why. You want, you want the quick the quick version? Here's the quick version. It does the it ticks the four boxes that I have for most applications. No, well, one of them's writing specific. So Markdown support, okay, big one. Got to have that. Um, Notes just doesn't have that, and it's not so much an issue that it doesn't um, support it in in the sense that it won't show you anything visually for note i'm talking about the note just the apple notes app that's fine i don't care i mean kind of the point of markdown is that there's no visual indication anyway right it's just you you, when i see two underscores i know what that means when i see you know a a hash sign I, i know what that is that's kind of the point of markdown um but this the it'll just put like random fonts when you paste into notes and things will be different sizes and then i'm always having to you know, select everything and then go reset the site. Anyway, this is not to bash on notes, but craft supports Markdown beautifully. So that's box number one. Box number two is sharing. Um, I like when things are able to share out in various ways, whether that be sharing like in a shared document like we have, or just take this thing, turn it into a PDF or turn it into something that I can send somewhere. Uh, It's beautiful. I call it whatever superficial, whatever. I like apps that look nice. That's just something I, you know, a lot of the, there's a lot of really popular notes apps right now that I just it, visually, I can't look at them. And that's <laughs> like, it sounds like snobby or whatever, but I just, if I'm going to be using something, I'm going, I want it to look nice. And then data portability. This has become ever increasingly important in my life. If I put something into something, it better be 
twice as easy or at least as easy to get out as it is to put in. And so many apps are not that. You put stuff in, good luck ever getting it out other than copy and paste. Yeah, I want to I want to find a reason to use craft, but I can't find it. I just That's the other thing about craft for me is a lot of the notes apps that people talk about like, you know, there's insert the list that everybody goes on about right now. That's always seems to be the thing is they want to find a reason to use it whereas I feel like craft was kind of the opposite for me where it was it filled in for a lot of things that I wanted to accomplish that I just didn't know were possible. Craft to me feels like what I envisioned in my head when I first heard about Notion last year. It this is what I thought in my head. I was like, that sounds amazing. Then I used Notion and was um uh horribly disappointed. And so this is just this is it. This is really, really good. I'm sure a year from now maybe it'll be something different, but again, data portability. So the the cost of getting out is really not that bad. I just select everything and say export as text bundle. Boom, all my notes are exported and I can put them somewhere. And you're also using Timula to track your time. This is an app I'm aware of because I tried using it for a little while, but I fell off the bandwagon and I didn't have the hardware cube that they will sell you as well. Yeah, so timing apps, I, I like tracking time for specific things. Um, but I have one very specific requirement for a time tracking app, and I've only ever found of the hundred that exist, only two have ever done the thing that I prefer. I don't want to just click a little play button and have a counter start going up. I don't care about that. I don't need counting down to the second or minute. I want calendar view where I just have a calendar and I visually drag a block of two hours and say what it was, drag a block of an hour, say what it was. Then I can do everything from yesterday because I remember what it was, or I can plan out tomorrow because I know I'm going to be doing like I'm going to be doing this podcast from five to seven or whatever. I can just drag a block in there and then go and edit it later. But so many of them are really more based around billing and just a bunch of stuff that I don't need. And Timular does just that. And they also have the hardware thing, like you said, which funny enough, I bought, um, but Valerie actually uses it for work. So she has different sides for, you know, doing various parts of her job. And then you just kind of flip the cube from side to side. And I, it seemed like a gimmick when I first saw it, I totally admit that. But after seeing her use it and using it myself a bit, it's actually, it's quite a good way to do it versus having to remember and go and toggle an app to change to different things. This is just a nice It's a nice looking thing on your desk and it's a visual indicator that, oh, I'm doing a different thing. Flip it over to that side and and I'm off to the next uh, tracking item. But yeah, I like it. Okay. Other than that, your iPhone is horribly boring. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Martin, what have you got? A couple of observations and questions. Uh, First of all, an observation. I think linking beautifully to our earlier discussion, the last episode about the US and Amazon, the company, not the rainforest, the fact that you have a delivery app on your front home screen could not be worlds apart. Um, I think I receive one delivery per year. Often it's a surprise. Um, so, yeah, that's that's amazing. And I'm not saying it to denigrate you. I just think it's just a huge sign of a cultural difference. Um, it's actually gone now, now that you, you say that. Since the whole Amazon thing happened and all of that, it's actually not on there anymore because- Oh, so this is, this is out of date. Yeah, it's been empty. The app, the app del- deliveries is the best app for tracking anything, at least 
in the US, um, but it's been empty for a very long time. Um, well, very long time, like the, about the last month has been very, very empty. So I actually did move it uh, into a widget stack that if I put a package in there, I can just kind of swipe down, check on it, and then swipe away. But that's What's actually gone now. now. Um, good question. Just for the sake of uh, current affairs. Uh, it's Dis- Discord is there now. Okay, that's fine. That's self-explanatory. Okay. Because I kept, um, I got really tired of going to, I, I, so much stuff is happening in Discord all the time that I was always going to page two to get to it, but nothing on page one was ready to let go of its spot until now. Just as incidentally, deliveries doesn't work well in Australia, um, but we have a, a Australian version, a rip-off version. It's called Parcel. I have a question about your photos arrangement. Okay, so you've got the photos app icon. Makes sense. That's where you go to look at your photos. But then you've also got the photos widget. Now, I'm assuming that's because you've said, oh, phone's boring or it's just a bit of a utilitarian interface. I want to freshen up a bit. So I assume the photo is there to spice things up. So that's fine. You've got two ways to get to the app. My question for you, though, is that, you know, I've used that widget before as a test and then put it away because while it was visually interesting, inevitably a photo would appear that I absolutely did not want on the home screen, either because it didn't fit or something was cropped not exactly right, or it was a person from the past who I really just didn't want. I don't know why their face was on my home screen all of a sudden. So how do you deal with that? That's my question. Because today it's a flower. That's lovely. But suddenly another time it's a picture of a delivery you received. Yeah, no, I really, I really, really like the photos widget when it works correctly in the sense that it's showing me just things from the past because we have so many i mean what i've got uh 40 49 no 50,434 images in photos the likelihood of me randomly stumbling upon something in there is pretty dang low so i really like that this just says like hey here was a thing from 2007 and it's like oh wow i totally forgot about that the number of times something's come up in this photo widget um, that was very interesting to me and surprising and, and made me happy to see that thing again, far outweighs, like you said, it, sometimes stuff does show up where I'm like, that shouldn't be in there. Fortunately, you can go in and just say like, Hey, never recommend this to me ever. And it, and it won't do that. We're back into kind of manually doing things again, but at least it's possible. The only reason I have photos also is because when you tap the photo in the widget, it goes to that specific photo and then I have to hit the back button to go back to the, the, now I'm in for you. Then I have to hit library and then I have to scroll down to the bottom to get to like what was recent. So f- the photos app is there because that brings me right to the very bottom of my all photos. So I'm just trying to find like something recently. I have to say, this is amazing. I think um, this is probably revealed just as much, if not more than the desk episodes. I am flabbergasted. I mean, both of you accept things on your home screens that you did not choose. I can't do that. Now, I can see that the Trello cards are editing themselves, so we should maybe, in the interest of time, <laughs> find out how many applications How many applications do you have. Oh, Martin, yeah, what was yours? Oh, yes, uh, 76. Oh, my God, 76. The dream. You win. I win? Yeah. I've tried to get below 100 so many times and I just can't do it. I have the, I still 
I'm I'm starting to turn around and I, I don't know what this condition is called that I have where there's the I haven't used this app in four and a half years, but what if? You know, like half probably over half, probably three quarters of the apps on my phone fall into the category of haven't used in don't know how long, but what if I need it? Which is just the worst I need I, I honestly wish I could somehow reliably hand my phone to someone. Maybe this is a service we can provide. Hand your phone to us. We'll go through, delete a bunch of crap to get you down to a reasonable number of apps, and then hand your phone back and you just accept what has happened. Obviously, we're not going to delete things that are you know, perceived important or maybe on your home screen, but we're going to go through that app drawer and we're going to just start hacking and slashing away. We're going to get you down to like a 75 range, which is respectable, like Martin, versus uh, someone like me that's at 218. Ooh. Wow. That's Did you know that phones could even hold that many apps? Where are they storing them? How heavy is your phone? It's so heavy. That's the thing. I've got the iPhone mini and it's four pounds. And just a reminder to all listeners, we'd love to see yours. So tweet it at Hemispheric V, share it on micro.blog at Hemispheric Views or to any of the three of us. The best way on top of that is really to join the public discord if you haven't already, because then you can share it with other like-minded home screeners and we can discuss it more. So very good. Yeah, we can post them in there too, probably, because then you can kind of reply to the screenshot. That's a good idea. Yeah, Yeah, we'll do that. No, 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 no.